Marsha and Nathan Clark live on a farm that has been in her family since 1886 and has been designated by the state of Tennessee as a century farm. They decided a few years ago after encouragement from friends to open an event venue on the farm called the Ruby Cora so others could enjoy the space. Hear all about life on the farm and the ups and downs of running one of the most popular event venues in Montgomery County on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Hey, Charlie, I've been really looking forward to talking to Nathan and Marsha today because um, they're both great friends of mine, and I know their story. I know the story about the farm, and I'm excited for you to hear about it, too. Well, I, I can't wait. I have been out there, but I need to know some details. Okay. So, Marsha, how old is this farm, really? This farm was established my, by my great-greats in 1886. 1886. Yeah. Now, I noticed when you come in, there's a sign that says it's a century farm. What does that mean? It means that we've been designated that by the state of Tennessee by meeting some criteria. And the number one criteria is that the farm must have been owned inside the family all the way through. And you have to pull deeds and prove that. And then relationships. Then the other thing that you must certify is that it has produced every year. Okay. Crops or livestock. So you have to give back to the community every single year. So you couldn't put it in CRP, which means you're not growing anything. The government pays you to do nothing. So we've never participated in that. So what what have what crops are historically on your farm? Row cropping now, which is rotating between wheat, winter wheat, soybeans, and corn. We've had livestock, but we find that livestock is not very um, hospitable with the owning a venue and doing yeah. weddings. Yeah. Oh, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> so the smell. That, that's yeah. right. There have been pigs, cows, chickens, all kinds of things, but we've historically always grown crops as well. Yeah. So how many acres? It's a small farm. It's 140 acres. Yeah. And in the farming world, that's small. It's not like, small in my world. How about yours, Charlie? No. 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 A little, little bigger than mine. Mm-hmm. No farm. But we're very we're very proud of it. And um, I'll tell you a funny story about my great-grandmother. Her name was Lula Bell Gunn, and she had three children, and my grandmother, Cora, had seven boys. So there were just this plethora of grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And when we would go over there, she would never let the children in the house. My grandmother did the same thing. We had to be outside only. And we were really hungry one day, and I was so frustrated. And she had this little chihuahua that didn't like any of us. And the chihuahua had a doggy door. Now think about a doggy door when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. They built her a doggy door and the dog could come and go and i told i told all my cousins and my brothers i said i'm little enough i'm gonna go in through the doggy door and i'm gonna find us some peanut butter crackers or something so i slide through the door turn my head up and i am immediately met with a broom in the face oh my goodness i don't mean a tap i mean oh my gosh whoop, right in the face so that was my Great grandmother's personality. So you didn't sneak through that door again. She did, and I didn't get snacks that day. I had to come back out with my head down. <laughs> oh wow! So now your great grandmother and obviously your great grandfather are they the ones that settled the farm originally? No, his parents did. Oh, so great greats settled great, it, established. So my grandchildren, our grandchildren, are seventh generation. Wow, interesting. And and, and you've been there. You've been living there how long? For 
32 years. I've been on the farm for 32 years. My parents and an uncle co-owned it, and I begged mm-hmm. my uncle until he sold me his half. So my mom and I co-owned that farm together. Oh, interesting. Well, it, it's definitely beautiful, and, and Nathan Nathan's here with us. Um, as well, and I've been out riding around on on the farm in your gator or whatever whatever the machine is, and you you took me to a point like up on a hill, and you said it's one of the highest points in Montgomery County or something like that. I may be getting that wrong. He took you took Aiden up there during the wedding too, the party we we're at recently, Nathan. Yeah, I mean you can tell him about the the height and treetop terrace. We name yeah. everything. Okay, and okay. everything that we placed. For the wedding venue has significance with history of the farm as well. So we named that spot Treetop Terrace. It's the second highest point in the area. Yeah. Okay. And you're literally at treetop level. We keep a path through the crops and we take people up for stunning sunset pictures. Okay. Yeah. I bet they are stunning. It's really pretty. I've been up there during some weddings and I think some, uh, Lexi had their dance team or something that mm-hmm. out there and had mm-hmm. a bunch of a bunch of pictures. So right. I mean, I'm fighting beautiful. with Marsha right now. I want to put a zip line up there and zip line <laughs> the brides down and over the pond or over the beside pond. the pond. And, uh, I'm going to stick with Marsha on this one already. She won't I'm go you. with it, and she said, "You know, what if something happens?" And I go, "Even better. Can you imagine how many you know YouTube hits we'll get?" Like, <laughs> you know, and I know that's all a joke, but no, it's really high and. People love, and I just don't take, I end up taking the bride and groom up there. And then by the time I get back, there's a, a, a line of people and I let them go up there and take their photos and selfies. And it's just amazing, especially the people that come in that have not even been on a farm and uh, you take them up there and just the beauty is, it's, it's very stunning. Well, the whole, the whole, the pond and all that's stunning. I think it's kind of cool. I know there are there are a lot of farms in Montgomery County, and there probably are some that are as old or older than yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know about that, but I think it's amazing that a family would find a way to keep that property for so long. I agree with that. And then, and then the road is that that's Gun Road, right? Mm-hmm. So Correct. is that named after, after my great greats? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know the story about how they originally settled that land or got that land? Well, they purchased it with a Mister Barnes, so it was purchased together for a sum total of five thousand dollars. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. yeah. And they quickly bought Mister Barnes out. Mister Barnes went away very quickly. Mm-hmm. So that that was the that was the origin, and to think what it might be worth today is pretty yeah pretty amazing pretty amazing. So where was there? I know where your house is, and then where the little farmhouse is. Where was their original homestead? The first home is where the big arch sits on the on the small knoll. When you're coming in, when you're coming in the driveway, and so I watched my dad tear down that home. It was a shotgun house. Um, and that just means you could shoot a gun from the front door to the through the back door. If you stand on the front, open the door, there's a back door, and it's just a small shack. So that was the first home. The second home is still standing, and it's on the other side of the farm. That's where I raised my children, paying for paying for the land. And it is a very old home that um, is in pretty poor condition now, but we haven't taken it down yet. It's a log structure. That has an outside kitchen right beside it. We have maintained that outside kitchen because it's pretty cool. Dirt floors, mm-hmm. the big the big boil pots, if mm-hmm. you will. So you could take some really raw, primitive pictures there if people wanted to. Now, I know you, 
you're if if you decide to tear that down, you're probably already thinking how to repurpose some of that stuff. <laughs> so yeah, you know she is. That's you just know, I too, love a good project. Yeah, poor Nathan married a project woman. I want to keep it and restore it and make it a a groom's room and. Oh, that's a great idea too. Yeah, yeah, and let the girls stay at the um, Ruby Cora and bring all the guys over there and put in a cigars area, cigar pool table. Uh, you name it. Uh-huh. And the only problem is they probably wouldn't want to leave and go get married. They'd probably just all want to stay and hang out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, You're probably so right. And then, yeah. I, I probably, I'm probably going to lose out on my uh, my adventure. He never loses out. No, I know. No. I know y'all work well together for sure. Now, so you've, you've got this farm you, all these years, and then you guys decide to build the Ruby Cora, right? And let's, before we talk about that for a minute, like, cause she, obviously there's some sentimental stuff there. Who's the Ruby Cora named after? Let's talk about the bell tower, you know? So as you're building this, how did yep. you, how did you decide the names in this and that? In we decided to start this business the morning after we got married. And you were there, Kate. I was at the wedding. We, yes, I was. We got married. So we're I was not. Up. Hey, just let me clarify this. I was not there the morning after. I was there at the wedding. <laughs> so the morning after. You could have been. We didn't know it. <laughs> as we're cleaning up, we're talking about it because it had just been mentioned by a lot of my friends. Gosh, why don't you share this property? Why can't you figure out a way to share this property? And. We decided that morning, okay, this is what we'll do. We'll build a venue. But in in making that decision, barn venues were so popular. That's not what we wanted. We wanted to take a century farm, a very manicured, beautiful century farm, and build a event center that'll take it into the next century. Mm. So we went with a very modern, cleaned line, industrial studio type hybrid facility. And you got the names from well, in doing that in in so building something so different. I was racking my brain and we Nathan and I kept talking about it. How do we name it so that when people Google it, they're going to think, what is that? Mm. So Ruby and Cora came up. Those are my grandmother's first names. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, I love sweet. that. So one of those taught me to eat dessert first. The other slapped my hand when I did so. So. I've got all this crazy history of grandmothers, but Cora is the one that grew up on that farm. So we did name it Ruby Cora, and that does work because people tell me they see it and they think, what is that? And that's what I want them to do so Mm -hmm. that they can open up and explore. Mm. Tell him about the, tell Charlie what the bell tower's name is. It's the Lula Bell Tower, named after that mean great grandmother. The one that hit her in the face. (laughs) So that's our nod to the past, too. In building such a modern structure, we wanted something to really give that nod backwards, the real romantic touch of ringing an Mm -hmm. old bell. Oh, I I like that. And my great-grandmother did one thing that I loved, and that was ring the dinner bell. I always liked to eat, and she would ring a dinner bell daily to bring in my great-grandfather from the fields. And so that that gave birth to the Lula Bell Tower and putting that massive bell in there. And many times when we tour couples to eat, to see if they want to get married at the Ruby Cora, they will ask me before they leave, will you please ring that bell and let me hear that bell ring? Oh, do y'all ring it during the wedding, like when they get married? Mm-hmm. And then we let them ring it when they leave and yep. children ring it. Yeah. Sometimes after we've even gone to bed, 
they were ringing it. <laughs> and, no. like, and then also one thing is we have the Cora tree out there also. Mm-hmm. That that when the big tree that you see uh, right by the front door. Is that the big ficus tree? Mm-hmm. How old is that thing? My grandmother died in 1996, and she's the grandmother that taught me to put my hands in the dirt and grow and gave me my green thumbs. And it was the last plant she ever bought right before she died, and she had gnarled it together instead of braiding it real pretty like like ficus trees are. And I just said, that's all I want. And so how many years later from 1996 to now? Is that like 30-some-odd years? 20-some-odd yeah. years. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? I just love all, so all the stories. It's now a 12 by 12. <laughs> the size of her is pretty much 12 by 12. We had a box. Not built. grandma, the tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tree. That's good, yeah. Katie. Yeah. And we roll her around. We say, we say granny's got roller skates. So we roll her in and out. Yeah. It's, I love all the stories. It's pretty amazing. But um, so tell me, what do you think it is that sets your side apart from others? I think it's what Nathan and I do. I think it is the mission that we that we set upon. And I'll tell you one thing that that Nathan did for a couple that's pretty remarkable. We do rehearsals the day before and we did this one in the morning and the groom came in and I was scooping his chin up off the floor going, you're getting married tomorrow. What's wrong? And he said, none of the tuxes are going to be here. Mm. Ah, they were ordered five months ago. They came in wrong. We immediately went in. The fabric was the color was wrong. The fabric was wrong. Everything was wrong. We did everything we were supposed to do. And we were just told they will arrive a day after the wedding. And I said, who's um, transporting them or, you know, by what method? And they had asked and FedEx. And so I said, excuse me. And I this my man here that takes care of everything, this husband of mine, I'm like, you know anybody at FedEx? Mm-hmm. He goes, I know somebody real high up at FedEx. Nathan is quite the networker, too. Yeah. He spent off and on that day on the phone and it was decided that he would receive a call around 4 a.m. wedding morning to be in Nashville at a specific time at a specific gate. And he intercepted the tucks. And saved a wedding. Oh, he would wow, never tell that story, but I love to tell that. That's yeah. Yeah. that's who we are, and that's what sets us apart. So, Nathan, so did you were just like on a mission? I'm just going to get this this done for this couple. Yeah, well, I, it was it was for the couple naturally, but it's for what Marsha uh, and I stand for. Um, I mean, I've seen her do so much stuff that. I mean, she's ironing tuxedo shirts and before, you know, she lets them put them on. She's hemming wedding dresses, something to happen. That's who we are. And when she called me and told me this, um, I was told they were in St. Louis um, and there's nothing you can do. I go, I'll drive to St. Louis. And you would have, too. I know you. I was going to. And uh, he goes, let me see what I can do. And he goes, they're going to go to Nashville, but there's nothing you can do. You cannot get them off there, and they are going to be delivered like at 5 o'clock in some location in Clarksville. Well, the wedding would have been over by then. So uh, through people you know, and a lot of it was by luck, he goes, uh, we will be delivering that truck to Nashville at 4 
Um, and he gave me the cell number of the guy that was going to be on duty. So the guy literally had to, because it's all automated now, uh, you know, naturally. So he physically was going through the truck, and we had the we had the numbers. And so at four thirty in the morning, I get a call, and I whenever I wake up, he goes, "I've got him," and it was oh, like, wow. and I'm like. Uh, I'm on my way. So you're like doing the happy dance at four thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I wasn't doing a happy dance, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, uh, so I drove to Nashville and had to like sneak through the gates or whatever I, I you know had to do. And the guy's like, hey, you know, we normally don't do this, and I told him what it was for, and he goes, that was great. And naturally, you know, I took care of him and 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 literally just driving back, and I remember calling Marsha and I said. It was kind of like a secret mission. I'm like, you know, I, you know, I got it. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. on board or whatever. I have the package. Yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> and I just drove up and we put it in the groom's room and and then I guess you know whatever happened from there. But it's just oh, what I'm we, sure they were grateful. It's just just what we do. I mean, it is literally. I can tell you, we had somebody come in and we've had one of the weirdest things. One somebody come in and said we need to stick a butter, and I was like. Didn't know that. Went that on. was a thing. <laughs> so uh, we went to our house and got a sticker butter. It's not like we keep it there. So that's just who we are. We do. Yeah. We 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 love to have great weddings there, but we love everybody. And I always tell everybody this: you go to weddings because you see the bride and groom, but you want to see everybody you hadn't seen in years, and you know when they were real little. And we want to create an environment that everybody enjoys their day. And naturally, they're there for the bride and groom, but everybody can walk the grounds and take pictures of aunts or uncles or cousins or friends they haven't seen in a long mm-hmm. time. And that's what makes it so special. I think once you top that hill and you start coming down to the Ruby Core, you just, all your stress just melts away. And, you know, that's that's what we're about. So you guys, when you when you decided to build the Ruby Corps, right? You had weddings in your mind, right? One part of it. That that's was one, one part. part. But I know there's more to it because you don't just do weddings and that's it, right? You do a lot. Of, what other types of we events? We do corporate type events. We do baby showers, bridal showers. We do a lot of political events. We open our doors for political celebrations, watch parties, those types of things. Um, trainings have taken place there. Mm-hmm. Nathan is in the process of putting in a um, disc golf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? It's a frisbee golf. Frisbee golf. I guess putting in frisbee yeah. golf so that there are things for gentlemen and, and ladies to do if if we want to bring in corporate events yeah. and they want a team building event. So we can bring catering in. Uh, I want to. I'd love to say this about about how we structured the Ruby Cora. It can be totally DIY. You hire every vendor. You bring in all your own vendors. Or we can absolutely do every bit of the planning to include catering, Mm -hmm. florals, all of it for you, and anywhere in between. So we're set up to be totally flexible, and that is designed um, so that we can absolutely serve other people and meet them where they are instead of it being about us it becomes about them and the choices that they'd like to make well, it sounds to me like 
you've you've got everything under control. You know what you want to do, but sounds like there's probably something else cooking that we don't know about. So you gonna give us a little sample of what is might there? be coming? I don't. It just seems like there would be. Why wouldn't there be? Look at the look on her look, face. You're right. They're, like, they're I, smiling. How, is their there something are... going on that I didn't know about? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to know about it too. There's got to be because yeah. you guys have always got something on the he, burner. He knows what it is too. Um, our representative Curtis Johnson. I took, did. I did know about this. Took okay. Notice of the Ruby Cora the first time he came through, and he found me before the night was over. And this has been about eighteen months, maybe twenty-four months ago. And he goes, "I'm going to have a surprise for you and Nathan." I said, "Okay, great." Yeah. That surprise was he nominated us to become a premium resort venue in the state of Tennessee. And then it's voted upon, and then the governor signs it, and we have been given that special designation. So in getting in doing that, um, now we will be able to do concerts and be able to serve beverages mm-hmm. and do all kinds of cool things. And so the next phase of development is placing a floating dock over the plate. We use the word plate because it's a pretty word for weddings mm-hmm. instead uh-huh. of pond. It's a, yeah. it's lake size, but it really is a pond, so we yeah. call it a plate. And we'll we'll run electricity out there, and it'll be a beautiful place for ceremonies to take place yeah. as well. So I did know next. about that. I, I, that's I, yeah. next. So what is the timeline on that? Are we looking like a year? We're looking Six to months. have it completed during the winter and oh, be good. ready for the 2023 season. Well, I think Five Star might need to do the kickoff concert there and promote the heck out of it, and it'd be fun, wouldn't I it? I think you should do it. I think Marcia and I and Nathan can work something you're a out. Perfect partner for that. I think so. I, I just think your story is fascinating, and mm-hmm. just the whole the whole history. So, and I've been out there multiple times, and and I love going out there. I just think it's. Wonderful. I did too, and I really enjoy the history and how you incorporate it, like. It, you've been pretty creative with this whole thing, so I'm so proud of y'all. Thank you. So if if so, say I just looking around, I'm getting married or want to have an event. What do I do? How do I find you? We're on Google, Instagram, Facebook. We have a website that was developed by Chance, Chance right? Here. Our very own Chance here at Five Star well, developed, our, developed our website. What is your web address? It is rubycora.com or therubycora.com. Yep. And you can schedule a tour straight through our website. You can go online and yeah. it's mm-hmm. all automated. You can email me. You can call me. You can text me any way that you'd like to reach out. But it's very simple to yeah. find us and reach out. So if you Google Ruby Cora, you're going to find yeah. their web yeah. address. That's fantastic. Well, it's it's always good to have a, uh, what I w- it's not even a news story, but a, a good news story on how people give back successful businesses, but then, you know, invite people out to see what it's all about. And if they just wanted to come out and learn about the farm, didn't want to have an event, I'm sure you'd be more than happy to mm-hmm. just say, this is how the farm we started. We do, and that leads me to something else we've just started doing that we're both very um, excited about is t- Visit Clarksville has started adding Ruby Cora to the tour. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. I love those tour buses. Mm-hmm. Get up and and tell tell our funny stories to the to the to people that are on yeah. tour coming to Clarksville. We're big believers in tourism and visiting mm-hmm. Clarksville. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Nathan, tell them what you Nathan will do this sometimes. Uh-huh. He'll walk in when I'm doing a tour and he'll say, "I want to tell y'all the worst thing about the Ruby Cora." What is the worst thing about the Ruby Cora, Nathan? At the end of the night, I know 
Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to leave. Oh, I like that. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's it's kind of our it's it's not really a joke or whatever. It's just it's kind of given uh, a little respect to the Ruby Cora that when you're out there and you see the sun setting over the water in the west and you see deer running through and you see the crop and nobody's bothering you. And the only sound that you hear is, you know, crickets or frogs or something. And, you know, the ceremony's over at eight o'clock and it's like nine o'clock and there's people out there. And I know I even went out there one time and was just kind of joking. I said, would you guys like to see a menu? And the lady, one of the ladies turned and said, yes, I didn't know you served food. And I, go, I was just joking because, you know, the uh, ambiance that's out there. And it's just literally, it's just a place that you can relax. And it's just going back in time and there's no rush. And I know how everybody is these days. And just to have a, a place that you can go out and visit. You can, we, we've got graduations. we got reunions. we got family reunions, you know, weddings, just all kinds of stuff. But it's just we're blessed because of all the people that we get to meet. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in Clarksville. We meet so many people from all over the world. And it's it's so neat to hear their story. And we share our story and we've met so many neat and cool people, and 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 hopefully this is just something that's going to carry on for a long, long time. But that's kind of our big thing is, well, I'm gonna, I'll, if something's over like at eight o'clock, I'll tell Marcia said I'm going to go to bed because I know it's going to be another two or three hours, and and under no circumstances are we say, trying to get people to leave because we want them to stay. But that's kind of our our claim to fame is. When you're not in a rush and you don't have to go anywhere, there's really no reason to get up and leave when you're having a good time. And mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's what it's all about. I mean, it, it's literally about you, your family, spending time together, laughing. Uh, I've been to almost every event that I can when I'm not working. And I can honestly say this. I don't think there's ever been a bad time uh, of any of any sort. There might be, you know, something that we don't know about, but it has nothing to do with uh-huh. us. But everybody just they just have a good time and we're not going to rush anybody. And and like us, like Marsha was saying, it was, it's just us two. So we get to bend the rules if somebody, you know, wants something. And as long as it's, you know, legal and then I can either throw that in there. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we make it where it's your day, it's your place. Uh, and we don't we don't want anybody to get in a rush. So, but that is our kind of our our inside joke. That's wonderful. Well, guys, we really appreciate y'all joining us today and sharing your story. And um, we look forward to what's next with this whole other venue. And I, before we close, I think we should like say kudos to Curtis Johnson. I mean, I- anybody can say, "Hey, I got an idea," but to follow through on it, that speaks highly of how he feels about his constituents in this area. Absolutely. Hmm. Thank you all for being here. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.